Hey guys, welcome again to the Gusnov Show. <clears throat> I think that I've come up with some idea. And bear with me, because the, the, the more leftist people among you might not like it. But just bear with me, because I'm trying to figure out the truth here. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Let me know what you think, and we'll come to the truth together. But my thought is that, from my understanding, I think women do very, very well in school. Women do really good in school. And, and also, when it comes to IQ, men tend to, from my understanding, they tend to be... I guess, either really good at one side or really good at another side, right? So men are either like really good at verbal IQ or they're really good at um, mathematical IQ. So, so something approximating that. It's probably not like completely, you know, the categories might be a little skewed, but, you know, men specialize their intelligence. And that's that's what men do. Men are, are specialists. They They get obsessively focused on one thing. And that becomes their, you know, their autistic little obsession. That's how men operate. Women, they're, they're the opposite. They, they aim for completeness. They aim for, you know, being good at, maybe not being generalist, but, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I've heard it psychologically used, that, that term, completeness. And I guess their IQ also is, is the same, you know. They're not like, they're not like really good at one side of, you know, thinking, you know, verbal or analytical or whatever, they are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're all right at both, you know, but then I guess the, the, the balance, the balance there is that women have uh, an IQ that's more centered around, you know, the, the average, whereas men have more, um, they're centered at the extremes, you know, so there's a lot of really stupid guys and there's a lot of like genius guys. Um, whereas with women, it's more the 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 average is more um, centered around the mean, so you don't see as much variation. Anyway, this is all averages. So if you're gonna be like, oh, this is this is mean, this is evil, you're you're generalizing people. It's like, take a statistics class, take a statistics class, you idiot. I'm not generalizing people. I'm looking at data, I'm looking at trends. You can you can generalize statistical groups because that's how statistics works. You look at averages. You look at the different distributions. You look at the curves. You look at the trends. Otherwise, if you're if you're going to be if if you think that that's a insane and evil thing to do, then you are <laughs> you're fundamentally opposed to the science of data science, you know, the mathematical science of data science. And you're saying, oh, I'm smarter than data science. It's like, no, you're not. If, if, you, if, you, if you think that looking at averages is, is, is a bad thing, then you're, I don't know, you're, you're thinking with your feelings and you're not really a serious person. Anyway, so my point is, from my understanding of psychology, and correct me if I'm wrong, but those, are, those seem to be the trends, you know, I think... I think that 
it's, it's, it's really beautiful because I think reality has a great way of, you know, balancing things out. People say, oh, things are unfair. It's like, no, I think things are balanced in a very interesting way. You know, I think women have, women have like a, are like really intelligent when it comes to, you know, picking up on little social cues and navigating the connections and the relationships between people. Men can do that too, but it's like women have a superpower for it. Um, I mean, and I think, I think you, you also see a lot of animosity between the sexes with this because women are like oh why did this guy not pick up on this social cue like you look at all these like ask reddits it's like and they have like a bunch of stories of women saying oh things that they hate about guys and it's all just like every single one of them is the guy not picking up on social cues it's like well you know women get upset about it that but it's like men <laughs> men have a aren't as as good at it as you and i think a lot of women think oh why why doesn't the guy pick up on this? Like, you should just do it. It's like, well, you 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 are at an advantage by by the default. So it's like saying, oh, just get smarter. Someone with a low IQ, you just need to get smart. It's like you you just you can't. Anyway, anyway, it's just I think it's just very very interesting how all these like we all have we all have like amazing abilities and and there's. You know, there's reasons why, why, you know, uh, the differences between people, I think, should be celebrated and they're really cool. So what's my point? Oh, my point is, so I think that given this, this difference in, in intelligence between men and women, I think that women, well, okay, step back once one second we also have to look at what fields do men versus women decide to go into men go into highly technical fields you know like stem you know if if you're a stem major you know that there's like you know there's probably like one guy one girl in like a classroom of like a hundred or so that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Maybe there's like 10 girls or 20 girls in a classroom of 100. But there's like almost no, none, no women. Whereas if you go into a psychology classroom or, you know, like a soft social science or whatever, or an art or liberal art or whatever, it's going to be like 80% females, right? So that's kind of how things operate for the most part. And... I guess my my point here is that you know I think women do better than guys in school. And I think I think I think kind of what I'm what I'm really trying to get at is like where the specific one that I know is like really backed up is high school and middle school. Women do a lot better than guys in high school and middle school. Because I think guys are, I mean, women, women mature faster than guys for one. And I think guys have a lot of, you know, they're hyperactive and I don't know, just the the school environment is very non-stimulating. And I I don't know. 
I'm no expert. I just know that guys don't do as well as girls in middle, middle school, I think. Maybe high school too, but most definitely middle school. And then when women choose kind of a liberal art or soft science or whatever, when they go into college, I think they also do very well in that, you know, because it's a, it's a much easier field than STEM. It's much easier. And if you think, oh, there's, it's, not, it's not easier, it's like <laughs> you, should, you should take a STEM course. You should take a, you could, you should take a few STEM courses. You should, uh, you should, and, and not just like, you know, the introductory level stuff. Like look at, look at, look at how complicated the high level stuff is. Um, anyway, so let's, let's get to the, the, the crux of this point. Actually, I don't really know what my thesis is here, so I'm just trying to piece it together. But I think women, you know, from the time they're young, they're very young, to the time they get all the way up to college, for the most part, they do very well in school. And I think that they have, you know, maybe an easy time isn't the way to put it, but they have... They don't, they don't have as rough of a time as, as I guess, guys in the, in the STEM fields do. And I think that because of this, you know, the success that they see in, in school... that you know and maybe the enjoyment too i think i think a lot of girls that i've talked to you know college is like a really fun and great experience and they love it and i think that potentially many women take the experience of you know school and success from it and then maybe Maybe they conflate that with a job market, maybe. Or like what fulfillment you can get from the job market or what you actually do in the job market. And I would say that for starters, I don't think that the job market, I don't think that employment and school are... I don't really think that they they really map onto each other that well. And I also don't think that, especially in business, I think in business, you know, the simulation, maybe not, it's not a simulation, but the, you know, the environment of a, of a, of a business, you know, of a business marketplace, you know, being a, a, an entrepreneur, I don't think it's really, I don't know, it's, it's, seems to me to be a much different, much more different than what a school requires. Let me, let me try and explain what I mean by that. Because in a business, in a job, you need to, it requires a, 
a laser-like focus on one specific thing. And you need to be obsessed with only one thing. And you need to care about only one thing, right? And of course, you need to care about like all the other things that go around it, you know, the logistics networks and all those other things. But you need to not only, you know, not just in words. It's not really about the, the you know, it's about the customer, but it's, all, but it's mostly about, you know, like how do you help the customer via the thing that you're giving it to them, you know, the product. And if you're an engineer, you know, working on some design, or if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're, you know, in sales or this or that, it's all about an object. It's all about a thing. You need to have a laser focus on a specialization. And you also need to be like ultra hardworking. And, 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 and my, my point is that, that you need to be obsessed with things rather than, you know, the experience. Because the experience, I think, is probably going to be, you know, backbreaking, difficult, you know go all the way back to the beginning, you know, when people were plowing fields, when people were, you know, in the blacksmith shop all day, when people were, you know, fixing shoes and doing all these other things, you know, it's like hard labor. And, and you're just working day in day out, like literally breaking your back doing this stuff. And the same, you know, we, it's the same type of job today, you know, maybe it's not physical, but it's like mental. And I think that, and that's my point. It's not really, there's not really a one-to-one translation because the academy tries to, you know, it's about all about ideas. It's all about, oh, let's teach you this and this and this and look at all these other things and look at all these cool, it's all about, you know, you know, making you a holistic person. It's all about educating you and bring you up to all these things, just make all about like, you know, socializing you and oh, meeting new people and all these other things. It's like, and I don't think that's what business is, not necessarily. And I think that you know, because, you know, as I said before, men have a very, you know, men care about objects. Women care about people. Women care about connections, the social networks, you know, their, their brains are, are like, they have a superpower for that. Men, on the other hand, they care about, you know, they're, they have autistic little obsessions. They care about their little trinkets, you know, or their little skill sets or whatever, right? And I would say that just the way that reality is kind of set up, I mean, men have an advantage when it comes into, you know, these types of workplace environments where it's, you know, where the, where they have, to, you have to care about things. You have to care about, you know, these specific things. And, and I think that a lie that is being taught, and this is the thesis, lie that is being taught to a lot of women is that the workplace is going to be just like the fairy tale, you know, magical wonderland that college was. You know, it's all about, you know, becoming a holistic person. It's all about learning everything and, and becoming well-rounded and, and it's going to be fun and it's all going to be about people and things like that. It's like, but that's not what business is, you know. 
like if I mean, there's probably a small percentage of women who who have the mindset that you know where 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 they would actually like really, you know, they're built for it. You know, men, most men are built for like object oriented thinking, right? Most women aren't. Now, is that to say that I think, I think we need to be honest and say like, okay, well, what, what jobs if we're gonna if we're gonna be going into the you know second wave feminist, you know, women should be in the workforce. What jobs are they good at? You know, would they actually be helpful for? And don't say oh, we need to create uh, some, you know, BS jobs like HR or whatever. It's like, no, well, what, what can they actually help with? Like, I mean, a secretary, gosh, I'm, I've been thinking about this, this idea for a while. Secretaries, that seems like an overpowered, you know, thing. Like, like someone, like for, for me, like I, I have a really hard time, like, you know, organizing all these things and, and, you know, keeping tab, like keeping up to date with all the people that I know and networking and all this stuff. So it's like, if I had a secretary to help me out with that, like that would be amazing. I mean, and, and that's like, that would be helpful, you know, why not? You know, why not? I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I think that job is like faded away, you know, that's something that doesn't really, I don't think, I don't think many people have secretaries anymore. I mean, nurses, you know, nurses, that's like one of the biggest female jobs out there. It's like, that's, that's an important job. Um, then there's probably like, you know, there's lots of jobs like this that are, you know, they're, they're very people oriented. They're very connections based. And, and, and I don't know, I think, I think women do have a, have a, have a place there. But if we're going to start saying, oh, you know what, if we're going to start lying and ignoring fundamental differences between people and trying to like, you know, because we're, we're not talking about an individual, you know, let's say there's an individual who's like highly, like motivated, very, you know, like autistically, you know, uh, uh, interested in specific objects and specific things, you know, so there's a woman like that, you know, and, and she's like super conscientious, and she wants to do something, you know, sure, go ahead, why not? You know, I, I would say that I mean, you can't force anyone to do anything. I mean, you should obviously like say, hey, this is this. You, you got to make sure that, you know, you know that your fertility starts dropping after 35, actually after 30. And, you know, there's a ticking time clock and you got to make sure that if, you know, you know, kids is an important thing for most people. So don't neglect that. I mean, if, if you're, <laughs> we should be telling people the truth, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's their decision. And if they want to make a decision, an informed decision on stuff, then that's kind of, you know, it's going to be up to them to do that. So, but, but the problem is we are lying to, to people. We're, we're, we're giving people blanket advice, like, or, or we are, or we're giving, you know, I'd say that the, the motivation here is, for, for a lot of this, you know, feminist stuff is saying that, oh, these, these fringe cases, these fringe cases of someone who would be like really good at these things, we need to ensure that they are motivated to get into these positions, right? And in doing so, they say, okay, the method then is we're going to indoctrinate everyone into thinking that this is, or we're going to tell everyone, you should be doing this. And it's like, well, That's, that's a really, it's, it's a very flawed way of going about things. You shouldn't be saying, 
oh, we're just going <laughs> to, I mean, it's just insane. It's really insane. It's like saying, okay, you know what? I, I, it's like, it's like, okay, let's look at the opposite. Like, let's say, uh, what would be the same for men? Let's say there's an economy built around, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, let's say you were like, oh, there's not enough men who are staying at home and raising kids. And uh, there's not enough men who are, you know, like being, you know, in, in social sciences and this other stuff. And uh, there's not enough men, uh, <laughs> you know, being nurses and secretaries. It's like, what if you had like a, and you say, okay, there's not enough men, so let's just tell every single man that that's what they should want to do. And they should want to do all this stuff. And if they didn't want to, then, you know, there's... if they didn't want to, then they're just brainwashed by society to not want to do that. And then, then you had, like, millions of men deciding, oh, I'm just going to stay at home. And I'm going to raise kids, or I'm going to do this. It's like, what's the, what are the effects going to be? I, I think you'd see, like, most men, like, who were staying at home, they'd be like... You know, they'd be depressed and, 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 you know, just, they'd let themselves go and they'd be, you know, lazy bums and then their wives would hate them because now the man that they married is like, uh, you know, a slovenly shell of his former self and then relationships would fall apart and then, you know, and then, 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 I don't know. That would suck. Or let's say that they like men who were interested, you know, hyper focus on one thing. They they didn't have the chance to hyper focus on one thing. They had to, you know, do all these things and care about the social stuff and the networking stuff. They'd do like a poor job and then they'd be like they'd be depressed because, you know, they're they're not good at it. And, you know, maybe they see their their female peers doing a lot better at, the, you know, the secretary work or this nursing stuff or or whatever you're talking about. And then they'd be like. Oh man, this this is unfair because maybe you know maybe they 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 were educated differently than I was or I don't know like you know they'd come up with some justification that isn't biological saying oh this is why women are doing better than me and then they you know and then they'd just be you know sad depressed or I don't know they they they'd, they'd be depressed because they're not providing they're not doing the thing that you know biologically they're hardwired to do that they're they're best at. And then you'd probably just see, like, you know, an entire generation of men who are, you know, husks of their former selves. And I'd say that the exact opposite is going on right now. I'd say that what you're seeing right now is you're seeing an entire generation of women are being advertised the idea that, you know, STEM is, you need to be in STEM. You need to be working these jobs. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And in doing so, you know, and, and I guess I guess the reason is because I don't know. Oh yeah, that's where we're we're getting to. So I think the reason for that, because I don't I don't think this is just a, you know some top down. Well, to an extent, it is a top down movement because companies want cheap labor, and if you can get both men and women work in the workforce working the same jobs, then you don't need to pay each worker as much because you have a you know a surplus of 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 labor. This is this is obvious. You know, this is basic economics. So it is a top down to an extent, but 
I think it's also kind of organic because I think a lot of women who started going to universities said, this is amazing. This is a fun experience. I like learning about this knowledge. I like applying it in these fields and whatever. And they assumed that there's a one-to-one mapping of what they learned in, in college and how they learned in college to what they did, what, what they would do in, you know, a business world. And I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. Now was it? And, and I think that, I think that a lot of women, you know, they, they're kind of propelled by the, by, by, you know, this college and this university stuff into continuing on. And then, and then, then it's a sunk cost fallacy because once you, once once you're kind of, you, you know, you, you enjoyed college and it's like, oh, this is amazing, da, da, da. And then you get into the real world. You're like, well, you know, it should be, it should be like what I experienced in college. And when it's not, it's like you could either come to the realization that, you know, the simulation you were in for four to eight years was, no, it's not even, it's like most of your life, right? could just, you could realize that it's not exactly a perfect mapping onto reality or you could do the more f- fun option and say that you know what this is because the system is inherently corrupt and it's designed to favor you know men and maybe this is I mean, I could, I could definitely see this happening, you know, but my point is, I guess the, the, the point I was, I was intending to make when coming up with this, this, uh, this podcast was that I think that <clears throat> education might have a hand at play in in the you know how would you say it's not really a I guess in the lie of 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 you know everyone should be a worker because it paints a picture of reality that isn't exactly true. I guess that's my point. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Because I am trying to learn. And I, I and it might not sound like it. But I've taken lots of advice. And lots of... I've, I've, I've modified my understanding of reality through what socialists, communists, feminists, Marxists... What, what they've told me and what I've read from them. So... Don't be shy, and I, I only thing I care about is the truth, and my understanding of it. So if you have anything that can, can enlighten me, please, dear God, let me know, because I am always trying to learn more. But, anyway. <sighs> What's the point here? The point is the simulation of the university isn't isn't true. 
and where did where did I come up with this? I think I was watching Harry Potter. I watched Harry Potter because I realized, oh, I didn't I didn't watch the entire thing, and I watched the entire thing, and it paints a picture. I mean, it was written by you know uh, J.K. Rowling, who's a woman, right? And it's about you know this magical school, an amazing experience. It's like, oh wow, this is so cool. We're learning all this stuff, you know. And one of the big big things about the school is it's supposed to be holistic, right? It's supposed to make you into a a well-rounded wizard or whatever, right? I mean, you learn potions and defense against the dark arts and this and that. And one of the big parts of this book in this film series and all this other stuff is that, you know, all the different classes they take, right? And it's, 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 it's a magical experience, right? It's, it's an amazing experience. And that's kind of, you know, the, the allure of the books. It's just, you know, wow, isn't this such a cool, you know, cool little experience? And I think the reason why this clicked so deeply within the collective consciousness is because this probably mimics the way that I think a lot of people view school well, I think I'll maybe I'll have a lot of women view university. And, well, my point is, my point is, or maybe the, the what, what now, so what, the so what of this is maybe... I think it's just we got to be honest. We got to be honest, and we got to say, "Hey, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we should, you know, post Bernays." Was the guy? I don't know the first name, but Bernays was a was a uh, this advertising guy from the early twentieth century who basically invented modern advertising. And he said he basically he came up with the idea that you can brainwash large swaths of the population to you know, think different ways and accept different truths and whatever, just through, you know, emotional manipulation on a mass scale through advertising. And what's happening now, obviously, is that feminism is using mass advertising to push many, if not most women into wanting to be in the workforce. And you could say, this isn't true. It's like, bro, Four years of university, every time I rode on the bus, plastered everywhere, there were these, like, posters on the bus that said, you know, we need inclusion for women in STEM, inclusion for women in engineering, da-da-da-da-da-da, like, things like that. There's always, like, you, every single, you know, there's a bunch of meetings and, and you know, parties and things for, like, inclusion for women in STEM, this and this and this, you know, everywhere, everywhere you see, you know, there's, like, we need women in this, we need women in that, every single, you know. To say that this is not something being heavily, heavily, heavily pushed is absurd. You're seeing, you know, every single woman being encouraged to take on these highly technical, highly specific jobs. And, and, and no one's really wondering or no one's considering is this the right course of action. Now you could say, oh, this guy's just hateful. This guy doesn't, this guy just blah, blah, blah. It's like. My grandmother is a doctor. She's a highly specialized individual. She's amazing at her job. She's a genius. 
And and I would say that she, because I've known her for my entire life, she's an exception. She's not the rule. Now, she became a doctor in the 60s, which was not exactly a, you know, you know, it was probably harder for her to get, get into that position, you know, but she fought for it and she got into it, right? I think that maybe we shouldn't have barriers and all this stuff, you know, but we shouldn't be just, you know, in a cavalier manner, encouraging everyone to do something without, you know, a deep look at the psychology behind what we're actually trying to encourage, you know, because at the end of the day, if you really want to do something and if you really feel called to it, you know, like my grandmother, you're going to do it. And if you're competent, if you're good at what you're doing, right, if you are a person who should be in that position, then you'll probably find a way. And I don't think we got to make, I don't think, like, this is a, another problem with university. I don't think we should make it easier for people to get into university and, oh, we need to make it super easy for every, I think we should make it like, you know, we should probably, maybe not make it harder, but, you know, like, uh, Maybe we should make it harder. I don't know. I guess that's not the point. The point is that I don't know. Maybe we don't need to hold hold people's hands. I mean, that's what feminism is trying to do. You know, feminism is honestly a very insulting movement. It's saying, women, you don't know what you want. We need to tell you what you want. And then we need to guilt you into thinking, you know, if, if you don't want, if you, if you don't feel like you want that, then we need to guilt you into saying that, you know, oh, you're just brainwashed. Oh, you're just, you know, you're not a good person because you don't want to work. You're just, you know, you're just a, you're just a stupid bimbo because you want to be a housewife. Oh, you're just a stupid little... You know, you're just a supporter of the patriarchy. You're just an Uncle Tom, whatever, right? I think, you know, one issue with many postmodern much of postmodern thought is it takes these fringe cases, these fringe examples, and it says, well, we should change society based on this fringe, you know, based on these, you know, groups on the very edge. You know, it's like, you know, a, 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 a prolific woman scientist, right? Or, you know, a woman who's like highly successful in like the business world, right? Which is hard to do. And there's a lot of, you could say, oh, well, it's a terrible thing to say. It's like, no, there's just men on average have a temperament that allows them to succeed better in these environments, right? So it's more rare for you to see a woman in these fields, right? Like STEM or anything else like that. And, you know, to say, oh, there, there are these fringes that exist. It's like, 
Now we need to reorganize society for the fringe and we got to make everyone the fringe. It's like, it's insane. I'm, I'm not sure why it's such a big thing. I think, actually, no, I know why. At the end of the day, I think what postmodernism tries to do, and I don't understand it at all, but it tries to flatten everything. It tries to make every, everything the same. It's trying to make everyone, everything exactly the same. And you can see this in everything, right? We need to make everyone have the same, you know, every need, everyone needs the same job. We need the same level of representation everywhere. We need the same, you know, everyone needs to make the same amount of money. You know, some people make way too much money. We need to make the same money. Or we need to equalize it. You know, it's like, maybe it's not like, oh, exactly the same. But, you know, everyone's kind of pushing towards, you know, everything being kind of, you know, equal, that's what equality is. It's like everything needs to be the same. It's like, is that really how reality is? Is everything the same? Like, like if we're creating a society, you know, if we're, if we're statescraft, right? Within the bounds of statescraft, it needs to be something that imitates reality and something that works. You know, you can't just say, Ooh, we need to make some frivolous Harry Potter universe. It's like, no, it needs to be something that, you know, is consistent and makes sense. You can't just, you know, wave your wand and say, oh, this is going to work. And in equality, the concept of everything needs to be the same. Do we see that in reality? No, no, we don't we see an incredible diversity, you know, incredible diversity of animals. And even within a species or within, you know, you know, you have different types of things in the species, you know, you have male, females, you have, you know, you have different, you have a diversity of different, you know, stages of life. You have, you know, this, this, this immense, you know, diversity of things. And I think that well, it's, it's weird because I think you have this big push for equality in postmodernism, but you also have a – well, I, th I think I think there you could say, well, no, no, postmodernism is a celebration of diversity. It's like, no, it's not. I don't think so because what you're doing is you're saying, okay, the, the – the, it, it, you're putting down the, 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 the dominant group and you're trying to uplift the, you know, the quote-unquote marginalized groups and – you know, you're trying to bring them towards an equity, you know, where they're on the same field. And by doing so, you know, then there's really no difference, I would say. And I think at the end of the day, well, well, it doesn't really matter the, the mechanism. What matters is judging a tree by its fruits. And the fruit of this is that if you look at every single category of existence, of being, you're seeing the, the boundaries. You see postmoderns trying to erase the boundaries. You're trying to say that the differences are meaningless. The differences are socially constructed, meaning that they don't mean anything. You know, they're just language-based and they're not real. And what you see is, you know, look, look, let's look at, the concept of sex, of, of, of gender or whatever, you know, saying, oh, this isn't real. This isn't a real concept. Anyone could be anything and you could change, da, da, da. This is a fluid, nebulous, whatever, right?
That's one thing. You also see, you know, you know, men and women aren't the same. You're saying, oh, the differences between people groups, you know, race isn't real. It's like, well, maybe we're, maybe not, I think race is like, you know, it's a generalized term, but the concept that different people, you know, different genetic clusters of people are different in, in, in many ways, you know. And oftentimes they have different in-group preferences. Like that's a that's a you know that's a legitimate thing. That's not something that you can just hand wave away. But I think that's what we are seeing, um, in a very roundabout way, I guess. And then, and I guess you're also seeing you know, you know different, you know social roles within society for men and women. You know I think, I think that is a, a lost piece of wisdom that that is that is true. I think on average. Men and women have different roles to 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 play just because our psychology is different and what we're we are maybe not adapted to, but what we are maybe programmed for, you know, we're optimized for different tasks in society. I mean the Bible says, what's the curse? The curse for, for Adam was he needs to work for the rest of his days. Right, the curse for Eve was child childbearing, and I think I think that's a very good description of it. I think that I mean women, I mean women, honestly, honestly, like they don't need to work. Like if I was a woman, I could just say I don't want to work, and I just find a husband, and I don't need to work ever my entire life. I, I need to raise my kids, right? I need to do that, but but like something where it's like a you know a salary job, I would never need to do that. Men do. If you if, if a man doesn't do that, then he is a failure. He's a blithering idiot, failure, you know, not a, you know, useless. And that's just how it is, you know? There's no way of getting around that. And, you know, is, is, that, is that a bad thing? Oh, you know, man, a man's a failure because he doesn't work. Yes. No, that's it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing for, for that to be true, you know? And women, you know, it's like... You say, oh, well, what if a woman doesn't have kids? It's like, okay, well, there's still the threat of it, you know. I think most women, they, they're kind of, you know, they, they constantly kind of have to live in fear of, you know, is someone going to assault them? And, you know, that's just, I think a lot of feminists are really upset about this. But it's like, I mean, yeah, it would be amazing if you didn't have to fear that, you know. I would love that. But the thing is, there are evil people out there. There are psychopaths. There are people, you know, there's always going to be someone who wants to steal from you, wants to hurt you. So you're just more vulnerable. Biologically, that's just how it is. There's nothing really you can do about it. That's the curse of Eve. And the curse of Adam is that he has to work. And... I don't know. I think if, if I think any any outrage that you might feel for that statement, it's only an outrage for the 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 exceptions, the the the, the exceptional people who you know might m- not necessarily fit into the mold, who might actually be good at you know doing these non traditional things. It's like, well, you know. Go for it, I guess. Why not?
you know, but as a society, should we be, I don't think we should be just actively encouraging everyone to be doing things that are, you know, non, non-traditional, not, you know, something that they're not optimized for because it's like, why? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, honestly, what are you trying to do here? Oh, we're going to encourage everyone to do some non-optimized thing, you know, something that on average they don't have the temperament for. It's like that, you know, it's a very, it's a very capitalist type of, you know, businesses want people to, you know, it's, anyway, we've gone over the reason, one of the reasons, I guess, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to force anyone to do anything. It's not my point. My point is I think that people would be happiest and most fulfilled if they do things that they're most optimized towards. And I don't know. And I think that one of the, my, my other point is, I think one of the reasons why a lot of women feel so emotionally attached to this is because they think that their experience in school translates into the work environment and 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 it really doesn't i don't think that much and and i guess and and maybe maybe to an extent it does who knows but like you're also sacrificing you know you're sacri- if you're going to be sacrificing your your, you know, your life to your work, then that means you're probably not going to have kids. You're not going to have as many kids and you're going to, there's, there's trade-offs and, you know, if as a society you're, you're pushing people towards, you know, one side of the trade-off game without telling them what their, the, the consequences of their actions are, I think that's evil. Really, I think that truly is a very evil thing to do. I'll leave you with this. For a while, I wanted to be an astronaut or a fighter pilot or whatever. And and this is this is what my dream was for many years. And I really examined my thought because I actually I had, I had a good plan. I'd actually had a. I think if I I put my heart and soul into this, and I really. Thought that this, if if I really wanted to do this, I think I would have a decent shot. The fighter pilot thing, I definitely think I could have done that, but the other stuff, the who knows. But my thought was, I thought I thought for a while, like, okay, well, am I actually doing what I should be doing? You know, I I, I came to think, you know what, actually, you know what, being a a, a pilot for the United States military, might, would I actually be doing a good thing. I'm not sure if I would be. 
And I'm, I was thinking like, you know what? I'd be putting 12 to 15 years of my life into this. That might actually not be a good, th- good idea. And, you know, I'd be sacrificing basically every other thing that I could be doing for this. And I c- came to the conclusion that, you know what? This actually isn't a good idea. This, 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 this idealized thing in my head of what this dream was, you know, was a, you know, it was like a, a, a wisp. It was a figment. It was like a, you know, it wasn't really grounded in anything except for propaganda. Because, you know, it's like, oh, you see a, you see a, and it's like, sure, that would be a cool job. You know, it'd be fun. It would be exciting, you know, flying in the air or, you know, going on a rocket or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, the feelings and the, the kind of the, the surface level, you know, shine that you see from it. That's just one part, but it's, but you need to look at the thing deeper and say, what are we actually doing here? What's the, what are the actual fruits of this? What are, what are the actual results? What am I actually working towards? And I came to the conclusion that if I was born in the 1400s, if I was born in 1000 BC, if I was born 2 million years in the future, I would probably have a very different idea of what an ideal career would be for me. I would probably, I don't know, if I was born in 1000 AD, I'd think that being a knight would be the best thing, or a king, or a nobleman. If I was born in, in 1000 BC, maybe I'd want to be a warrior, or, a, you know, maybe a, a shaman, or I don't know. If I was born in, you know, the 1700s, I'd want to be a sailor. You know, and maybe you could say, you know, this archetype, it's the same thing as a pilot or same thing as this or that, right? But the point is that there's still a, you know, what you want to do is very relative to the times you're in. And I think you can extend that to saying that I guess the emotional drive to what you want to do isn't really super objective because you could want to do one thing, but you know, who's to say that your wants really reflect reality and, and at the end of the day, you know, I mean, why did people in the 1700s want to be sailors probably because you know the british government was saying hey you should become a sailor because they needed sailors you know and then what happened you know you die in a horrific way by having your arm blown off by a cannon or if you were a knight you know maybe you just got you know your your throat sliced or or maybe you didn't do much I don't know, I I probably need to brush up on 1400s history. But, you know, a lot of the things that we say that we want to do aren't really, you know, are 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 probably from for many part for I guess for a large part, maybe they're products of emotional manipulation by people who want you to be in that place because, you know, you're a pawn in their game.
I mean, just look at look at how much cop propaganda is. Look, there is, you know, especially in the '80s. Like every other TV show was about a police officer, right? Look, look Miami Vice, amazing show, you know. Total cop propaganda. Total, you know, you should become a detective, you know, because look at how cool these people are, right? So, I would say that feminism is probably doing the same exact thing. The same feminism is hooking people with the same hook that I got hooked on when I wanted to be, you know, in the military and hooking, you know, millions of other people, you know, with a, with a, with a, with a shiny, glossy vision that isn't necessarily true. That is being put out there because people have special interests People want most of society to be working. People want you not to have kids. People want, you know, cheap labor, cheap labor that they import in rather than, you know, a sustainable source of labor from people. People want a fractured and, or the ruling class wants a fractured and communityless, consumerist population because it's easy to control because everyone's easily replaceable people don't have power you know you got to think of okay well you know everyone these politicians are saying these nice things or whatever you know people are saying this people are saying that this is this is a great ideal it's like why you got to really think of why is there any ulterior motive is there any ulterior motive because at the end of the day what really matters isn't this shiny vision, da 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 da. What matters is what is your life going to look like? What is your life going to look like in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years? What is, what is it going to look like when you're dead? When you, when you are on your deathbed and when you're looking at your family or, or lack of one, are you going to be glad? Are you going to enjoy what you did? Are you going to be grateful that you did everything? Or are you going to have regrets? And I don't know. I can see lots of women and lots of men for that sake, for that matter. Well, not really. Well, lots of men, they're kind of just being roped into this because they don't really have that much power nowadays. But anyway, my point is, I think I'm seeing lots of women whose future is that they are going to die of dementia in a old folks home, not knowing where they are, not having any kids or anyone to care for them because they decided that the best thing to do with their lives was just to sacrifice their entire life to work. And that, that's going to ha- that, that's happening now, but it's going to be really bad in the future because I mean, I think most women are not really marrying and any, anyway, it's, it's going to, like, like, okay, let's say, oh, well, no, well, you can just marry late. Okay, great. So you marry late. Husbands are more likely to die sooner than wives, right? So you marry late. You're not going to have any kids now that you married late. You sacrificed, you know, your, your 20s and 30s to, to working a job. Maybe you have like, you know, and then, and, then, and then you have a husband. He dies and now you get dementia because you don't have that much social experience with, with others, you know. And then now you're just basically schizophrenic 
living in a old folks home whose last years, you know, because people think, oh, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, it doesn't really matter when I'm old. I'm just going to be old. No one wants to really face their mortality. But like, you're going to live for, you know, decades after your prime. Do you really want decades after your prime to be pure misery? Like, it's real. It's, it's, it's the future. It's a real thing. But I don't know. It just goes back to the fact that, you know, this, our postmodern materialist atheistic society, that it, it's, it's, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a short-term society. We are, we think about everything in the short term. You know, democracy, our fundamental thing is a short-term value. We're thinking about things in four-year little cycles. You know, we're not thinking about things in terms of an entire, you know, the lifetime of a nation or the lifetime of every individual. You know, we're thinking about things in little bite-sized day-to-day snippets. Everything is short-term. Everything is an R-selected, you know, evolutionary mechanism. And why is that? I don't know. There's probably a lot of reasons. But one of them might be the, our economic system. One of them might be our political system. One of, it, one of them might be the fact that, you know, the thing that God and Christianity and Catholicism did was it made people keenly aware of their future. And it made the future the, pri- the thing of primary importance. Because that, that's, that is one of the core things in Christianity. Everything is about the future. You know, because the ultimate future is everyone's salvation. When you die, where are you going? Heaven or hell? And that is, like, you know, the ultimate future. And if you stop thinking about, you know, what's your future you're looking like? Then I think what you get is this society. Where, you know, the social orders that we had that were developed over, you know, thousands of years... You know, the wisdom of, 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 of generations of humans is now just thrown away like it's nothing. And then, you know, we see chaos ensue because people developed social systems because they had a utility to them. And anyway, I think, I think I've, I've, I've belabored all these points. But anyway, if you don't like anything I've said here, just... Let me know, please. Email me at quantumsnov at gmail dot com or or whatever. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out some ideas about reality, and I'm more than welcome to hear alternative hypotheses and stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you think that you have a complete understanding of reality, you're deluding yourself. Because reality is far too complicated to put into a simple ideological box.